Good morning on this Friday in the fifth week of Ordinary Time. Many philosophers through the ages have said that uh, humankind, men and women, desire to satisfy three things in their life. <clears throat> their sensory appetites, meaning food, shelter, desire for sensory experiences, intimacies. That's the first. The second is they desire to satisfy their egos. And the third is they desire to understand the creator God or a deity, a knowledge of how things are and why things are. And from this reading, and we've been in Genesis this week, and here we are in the third chapter, it was the, the evil ones, the, the serpent snake, Satan, it was his desire for equivalency with God, both not only a knowledge of God, but an ego that was equivalent with God that led to his great expulsion. And that's the great evil in the world, is this promotion of self above a creator God. In the seventh chapter of Mark, where we have spent the majority of this week, there's so much uh, beauty embedded in there. Sometimes we have to just look at it almost verse by verse, because Mark, the shortest of the Gospels, only 16 chapters, embeds so much beauty in there that we have to look at it and understand the messaging he has given us. We've just spent the week listening to the Pharisees point out all the faults with Jesus and his followers because they're not adhering to these pecune laws that have been layered onto the Mosaic code that given to Moses. And they're asking him, why don't your followers wash their hands the right way? Why are you eating that particular course of meal that's prohibited in our law? Why are you doing all these things that we have discerned to be not true or good? And he challenges them as he teaches us and has taught them throughout the week. Well, those things are not actually what give you an understanding of God. Those are somewhat irrelevant. What matters is authenticity of the heart and this humility before our God. And so today, that, that has been the balance of the week. And then today we're told this. Mark gives us that detail. Again, he left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon. So Tyre and Sidon are on the coast. They're on the Mediterranean coast. He left the immediacy of the Sea of Galilee. He's gone about 15, 20 miles west to the coast. Now he's left there and he's gone to the Decapolis. We could just cruise by that word. It wouldn't mean anything necessarily to us. But the Decapolis is a region east of the Sea of Galilee. It was the Decapolis meaning 10, 10 principal cities that made up that region. East of the River Jordan, east of the Sea of Galilee, that was primarily a Gentile place primarily pagan Gentile. That's where he's gone. So he's just left where we've been all week with the Pharisees and the scribes, the learned Jews. He's left there, and now he's gone into Gentile uh, pagan territory. And there he encounters this man. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hands on him. And so Jesus takes him off by himself. Ooh, that's important. That's how we should enter into prayer. Sometimes, as is rightly so, we are a community of faith who come together as we do joyfully now to celebrate the sacrifice of the Mass, of the mass together. But our Lord desires that time away. He, he desires that time alone each day with us. That time where he speaks to us in the silence that this man knows, not by choice, but knows by, by birth defect probably, where he, he can't hear the clutter of the world, he can just hear silence, and that's how our Lord wishes to speak to us. 
He took him off by himself, away from the crowd, and then he heals him. He puts his finger in his ear and he touches his tongue. And he says the words that you hear repeated in our baptismal rite. It's the last act that the deacon or priest concludes with the newly baptized. We will touch their ear and lips and say, Ephata, Ephata, be opened, be opened, Ephata, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened and his speech impediment was removed and he spoke plainly. Then our Lord ordered him not to tell anyone, but of course, he tells everyone. That's human nature, our Lord fully human, understood that. But the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed. They, now the surrounding crowd, proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished and said, he has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. And isn't that true in our lives, is that we seek the satisfaction of those same three, don't we? We seek the satisfaction of appetites. It's reasonable to feed ourselves every day. Certainly shelter matters, being sheltered from the environments. The satisfaction, the desire of man for woman, woman for man is born into us naturally. That's how the human race continues. Praise God for that. But it's the satisfaction of the ego that derails most of us. It's that second one. And that's what Satan was promising Adam and Eve. Satisfy your ego of knowledge, knowing not knowledge of God and knowing his truth and mysteries and his wisdom and omniscience. No, 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 no something of equivalence. And this was the failure of the Pharisees and scribes. It was their egos satisfying that, that desire. The ego kept them from hearing and understanding the truth of Christ. They were blind and could not see. They were deaf and could not hear what he was trying to teach them. Could not recognize the real presence of God, real presence of their Savior among them, because they were so, so full of satisfying their ego and sense of self. As we enter into Lent, this is such a beautiful time for us as Catholics celebrating Lent because we are ushered into a period of quiet. We can return to be in almost the state of this man in a sense of having silence around us, but our ears are purposefully open to hearing the teachings of our Lord. And so the encouragement of Lent, you'll hear that this Sunday described and offered, the encouragement of Lent for all of us is to enter into a time of quiet, to recognize that there are some basic needs we have to satisfy each day. Of course there are. But our focus needs to shift to hearing our Lord speak to us, because he does in different ways. He speaks to us now in the sacrifice of the Mass, the word we hear read and preached. But he speaks to us in an individual way in our hearts. He wants to pull us aside each day and have that little quiet time with us. Take advantage of that. The, the church here, beautifully so at St. Thomas, offers many opportunities, whether it's in adoration, which is three times a week. The church is open. You who grace us with the rosary offered each day, open that church, and it stays open till late in the evening. It's here for you. Take advantage of it. You can create that same sacred space in your home. We've been counseled on that and encouraged by that in our, with our Sisters of Divine Grace. They talk about creating a little space in your home, a little space where if you have young ones, that's important because they can see it. Why is that space different, Mom? Because that's where we sit in prayer. That's where we set aside noise. We're quiet. So we can take that opportunity and let to, to do the same in our own homes. Create that space where you intentionally have removed from that space other distractions. And you can sit in quiet, ephetha, and have our ears and our minds and our hearts opened to listen to our, word who's, our, our Lord who so desperately wants to share with us his truths and his love.
God bless you all.